Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome, everyone, to today's edition of Calvary Live. I am Jeff Figgs, the pastor of, of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado, with you on this Tuesday afternoon. And I want to welcome you to the broadcast, Calvary Live, as we are live here broadcasting in Colorado uh, on the Grace FM radio network. So blessed to be with you. Always am just um, excited to be able to talk to you and blessed to be able to talk to you. So this is the show where you get to call in, the listener, and get to ask questions about the Bible or Christian living or uh, maybe about uh, what's our view, our worldview, the things that we see going on around us. Uh, because there's a lot going on, and it can confuse us, and it makes us wonder, and it can cause anxiety, and um, all those things. And we have the Word of God to guide us, and the Spirit of God working in us to bring us the comfort we need and the strength we need, and we want to be able to encourage you in every way in the Lord and take you to the Word of God. We're also here to pray for you. Uh, Maybe you need prayer, and uh, certainly uh, as things are going on in your life, and you may be wondering, does anybody pray for me? We're here to pray for you and love to be able to do that. So give me a call. You heard that number. You can call and be on the air with me, 303-690-3000 is that call-in number. We got all open lines right now. Grab one of those open lines because the lines can fill up fairly quickly, and uh, we want to be able to get to you and talk to you as you make the effort to call. We want to make the effort to be able to uh, just uh, talk to you and minister to you in any way that uh, we can, and the Lord leads us. So 303-690-3000 is that call-in number. There's another way for you to be able to uh, to ask a question or ask for prayer. That's through a dedicated text line, and it's a different number. It is uh, 720-336-0897. That's the text line. Seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven, and so we want to just invite you to come uh, and uh, use that number for prayer. That's a twenty four seven prayer line, and so we invite you to uh, give your prayer requests or your questions during this hour. We'll go to the prayer line or to the text line, and then um, you can send in a text anytime, twenty four seven. And it will be uh, there for people at Calvary Church in Aurora, where Grace FM originates, that will be praying for you. And I think that's just a wonderful resource. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. I want to welcome everyone who's listening. And um, I don't know if uh, 89.7 is on the air right now at this time. Um, But I want to just welcome everyone who's listening. Uh, First of all, Radio by Grace uh, across the nation. You are listening live on this Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evening, perhaps, uh, where you're at, because Radio by Grace covers some 20 states, 77 stations. And so those of you on the East Coast, it's six o'clock already. 
Uh, and so I'd love for you to call. Give me a call. And then also those of you who are listening live on the Internet, on the website, or perhaps the Grace FM app, uh, please give me a call anywhere in the United States. 303-690-3000 is that call-in number. And then the text line, 720-336-0897. Put those two numbers in your contacts. And you can pull them up, and you don't have to be confused which number goes to you know, the call-in, which one is the text and uh, it'll be very easy for you. And then also I want to welcome all those who are week delayed. They're listening on Hope FM and Truth FM and on the East Coast. Again, that means you get to call in, you get to talk to me, and we will have our conversation, and then you'll be able to listen to it a week later on your radio network. And also Higher Rock Radio in Idaho, you're week delayed as well. So give me a call. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. calling number. Got all open lines. Let me know you're there. This is your show where you get to call in and be able to uh, call in and ask questions and ask for prayer and love to be able to take the time to do that. We got uh, uh, almost an hour to do that, but the hour goes by quickly. And uh, we're going to go to the text line. There's a question that came in about Mary Magdalene. And the question was, is the woman of Luke chapter 7, Mary Magdalene. And there is, I've heard teachings on it, that some have likened the woman of Luke chapter 7. For those of you who are listening, in Luke chapter 7, it's a familiar uh, account of the woman, the sinful woman that came to the house of Simon the Pharisee. Simon the Pharisee had asked Jesus over uh, for dinner, and the reason that the Pharisees were doing that at this time is they were watching him. Uh, they were wanting to um, know more about him. Eventually, it would lead to them accusing him. And uh, as he would accept that invitation to dinner, uh, as he's there in the house, there would be more people that were there. I imagine the house was just completely packed out. There was a certain woman who came into the house. And it says that she stood at his feet behind him, weeping. She began to wash his feet with her tears and wipe them with her hair. Uh, and then she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. And so we know that this woman coming uh, was known as a sinful woman because Simon said if he only knew what kind of woman this was touching her. There's no indication that this is Mary Magdalene. When you read the scriptures, there's a number of Mary. There's Mary, the mother of Jesus, Mary, the the mother of James and John. You have Mary, who anointed Jesus for his burial, the sister of Martha. And then you have Mary Magdalene that was there at the tomb on uh, perhaps on Resurrection Sunday weekend. You uh, heard the the account of Mary Magdalene and the other uh, women going to the tomb. Uh, she's the one that told the disciples that uh, Jesus is alive. Uh, she's the one that saw Jesus as uh, there as she supposed he was a gardener, as John's gospel records. She had seven demons in her, and Jesus cast them out. She was very devoted to the Lord. But there's no indication there uh, that uh, Mary Magdalene was the woman of Luke chapter 7. And uh, so, um, it, you know, it probably... Uh, I don't think it, it was. Um, there's no indication in Scripture it was. 
Uh, but that that account there of the sinful woman is an incredible account showing the compassion of Jesus. So you might want to look at that. Hey, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. We got an open line. And the text line is 720-336-0897. Again, Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley on this beautiful day in, in northern Colorado uh, with you. And love to talk with you and to be able to answer your questions, to be able to pray with you. We're going to go to Robert in Colorado Springs. Robert? Hello. Hey, how, how you are doing you this today? Afternoon, Mr. Uh, Pastor? Good. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Sir, uh, I had go a ahead. question. I was mm-hmm. just listening to Under the Fig Tree. And, um, yes. And in there, it was talking to, like you were talking about how we got to sell ourselves and all that and like have no possessions. And I like completely understand that and I'm for that. And then, but then also like, you know, just with life in general and like sort of acting out of fear. Um, I just want to sort of get some sort of idea of like how, I don't know, like when you're afraid maybe to do something or like make just a life move and, but you shouldn't, right? You know, in God's name. Well, I'm not sure what what you're asking, and I know the broadcast um, that Jesus was saying that if you want to live life, then you need to lose your life. And what Jesus is saying is dying to self, not living for the world. Let him be the priority of your life, be the one that's going to guide you and direct you. He's the one that gives us eternal life as we surrender to him, and he's the one that guides us in our lives. And Jesus said, I came to give you life and life abundantly. But the thing is, and I think probably the point I was making, and I'm not sure exactly the broadcast, I wasn't listening to all of it. But the thing is, if you just live for this world, you're just going to lose out. You're going to lose out on what the Lord has for you. So sometimes that's a scary decision, isn't it? And I think maybe that's what you're saying. Or, you're, you know, do you make that decision? Because there is a cost in being a disciple, um, sometimes it costs relationships. Sometimes it costs, um, you know, people's um, status and prestige or whatever it might be. But the thing is, there's nothing in this world that is worth uh, over living for Jesus. And yeah. and you can trust him. And as you do make that decision that I'm going to live for you and I'm going to follow you, I'm going to die to my thing, living for myself <laughs> doing my own thing, going my own way, and I'm going to live for you. And that's where you're going to really experience life the way it was meant to be. Because people are looking to be satisfied and fulfilled in this world, and they're looking for it in a place in the world that's not really going to give it to them. It may give them temporary satisfaction and fulfillment, but ultimate fulfillment and joy and real peace only comes through a life devoted to Jesus. I understand that. Um, What what I'm sort of thinking of is like just like, you know, with the state of the world and, you know, who knows if, you know, a lot of people are saying prophecies coming true. And uh, like, you know, with the the second coming coming, possibly, um, how like, you know, making long term life decisions is that like, I don't know, you know, I'll just have like... Yeah, I think I know what you're you're going with it because the Lord is coming back. I believe we are in the last days. And, you know, as we are watching for him and he is going to come back, there's no doubt about it. 
And I believe that the the return of the Lord, what is called the rapture of the church, can happen at any moment. So that does that mean that we do nothing? Does that mean that we don't make plans? Does that mean that I quit my job, I quit school, I don't really, you know, move forward in the things ahead? Jesus said, occupy till I come. In other words, as we're watching for him, we are living for him, we're to continue to serve him, we're continue to live life. He doesn't say stop living life or making decisions. Um, and yeah. so we should be wise. He said, be the wise and faithful servant that's looking for the master's return because they come at a time that you do not know. So the Lord, I believe, you know, the rapture of the church is a signless event that will take place before the tribulation period. But it, it you know, the Lord wants us to, to be looking for him and to be watching but to occupy till he comes. And you see that in the parables of Jesus when he talks about the parable of the minas and the parable of the talents, what has been entrusted to his servants, that you're to invest those things until the master comes back and you're to give an account. So you live every day for the Lord. You live your life, you know, and it's interesting because uh, Robert, in the book of Daniel, at the end of the book of Daniel, Daniel, he saw incredible visions concerning the last days, incredible visions concerning the coming of the Lord. And Daniel's going, when will these things be? And he was told, Daniel, go your way, go your way. You know, the culmination of these things, and he was ministered to in that way. But that's what you and I are to do. We go our way. We got jobs to go to. We got children to raise. We got people to minister to. We have life that we're going to live. But the key is, and here's the key, Robert, not to let those things weigh us down or to take us and distract us away from what the Lord desires for us to be doing and living for him every single day. Very true. Very true. Does that, does that help? Yeah, a lot. That's yeah. A- yeah. yeah, and, you know, just keep know. studying the Word. You know, yeah. you got yeah. decisions to make. He wants to guide you in those decisions. Because even yeah. though I believe the Lord is going to come back, we don't know when he's going to come back. So, yeah. you know, go your way. You know, Robert, go your way and right. live your life to where the Lord is guiding you and he wants to guide you in those directions, you know, decisions and everything that is in your life. And he wants to guide you. I got you. Um, so for like, if you're, you know, sort of making a decision and it's, you know, all like for loving Jesus, um, and, but, but it's not necessarily scary, but you know, it's stressful decisions, you know, um, should you basically have no fear, you know, like would you say, or is that sort of something? Well, yeah, it's something that you step out in faith is what you do. You know, when you read his word and he says, this is how you live. And to know that how he wants us to live is an expression of his love. I think of First John uh, chapter 5, that this is the love of God that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. And to know that every commandment of the Lord is not to burden you, and decision as you step mm-hmm. out in faith, he wants to guide yeah. you. And, and sometimes it's like, okay, Lord, but that's trusting him, and Lord, yeah. you're leading me and guiding me and trusting your word. But here's the other thing, Robert. He wants you to rest in him as well. He wants you to rest in his love and his assurance and his faithfulness to you. 
promising that he'll never leave you or forsake you. And so we can step out in faith in those times. And we can step out in peace that rules in our hearts, as Colossians tells us. Uh, Lord, yeah. you're making a call. You're guiding me. You're directing me. You're not going to fail me. And here's the thing, Robert, and sometimes in decisions that we make, we want to know what's going to happen a month, six months from now, a year from now. The Lord says, I want to lead you day by day, day yeah. by day. Just follow me. Come back and see me every day and let All me right. lead you every single day. And he will do that. And sometimes there's things going on where you're waiting on the Lord for something. Uh, there are times where you don't fully understand, but you know what's going on or why this is happening. But in those times, you can rejoice in the Lord and know that he's still traveling with you and that he is working. He's working all things for good for those who love him and that you can trust him, that he's going to yeah. complete that work that he's begun in you, being confident of this very thing Paul would write to the Philippians, that he who has begun a good work in us will bring it to completion. David wrote 3,000 years ago that he will perfect that which concerns us. So that brings comfort to me, that, Lord, I can rest in you. I know that you're going to guide me. You're going to direct me. And it is you that works in me, both the will and to do of your good pleasures. And even in those times where I don't fully understand why I'm going through this season or what's happening, I know that you're in control and I can rest in your love. And, Lord, you're going to see me through. Amen? Amen, absolutely. Okay, let me pray for you, Robert. Father, I pray for Robert as he's listening to the program that he would just make that decision to just, Lord, I'm going to die to self. I'm going to live for you, and I'm going to trust you in how I'm to live for you and how you guide me and direct me every single day. I'm going to keep my eyes on you, knowing that uh, that you come at a time that we do not know and uh, to be the wise and faithful servant, but I'm going to occupy till you do come. And I just ask that you would be that still small voice behind me saying, this is the way walk in it. And Lord, that I would trust in you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, amen. Robert, thanks for calling. appreciate it. God bless you. Appreciate you. Thank you so much, Pastor. Have a great day. You bet. Absolutely. When somebody hangs up, there is a open line. So 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Keep those calls coming in. Love to talk to you. And uh, grab one of those open lines. Text line again, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Essex, Maryland. Brian. Hi, Brian. Hi, Pat. How are you you today? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Uh, We're having a wonderful 68-degree temperature day here in Maryland, sunny and and really beautiful, and uh, like in uh, Colorado, I'm glad you're having a, a, a wonderful day out there, too. Praise God yeah, for and, his creation. Yeah, and, you know, um, spring is here, and uh, it's in the 70s, but tomorrow's supposed to get rain, and maybe tomorrow night, maybe a little bit of snow. So that's the crazy weather in Colorado at this time of year. Yeah, yeah. But we're, we're thankful for the there. moisture. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a beautiful part of the country. So... So what can I do for you? Yeah, so I was uh, I, I love listening to Calvary Chapel on the radio here in uh, Maryland, and I was uh, listening to like Pastor Joe Foch and, and uh, Pastor Swanson, and and then Pastor Chuck was on and he was speaking about uh, Revelation, Revelations, and uh, the two wars he was mentioning in Revelations and the timeline and the the wrath of God, the Antichrist, and the return of Christ. 
And so I was just uh, wondering if, if if you might be able to walk through maybe the timeline of the the, the first war uh, that was mentioned. Is that that's after the rapture, and then the second one maybe before the the return of Christ? Is that how that goes? Well, it it kind of depends on listening to not listening to the broadcast, but you know we do know that. Um, in Revelation chapter 6 through 19, speaks of that seven-year period called the Tribulation period. And it will begin by the Antichrist coming on the scene, riding that white horse, the first seal that is opened up. And and then, it, you know, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, as they're called. And the second one leads to war. There's war that takes place. Some believe that perhaps that's when Ezekiel 38 happens, um, okay. that it's recorded for us where there's going to be this massive invasion of uh, Russia, Iran, Turkey, that is going to come into Israel, and then the Lord's going to defend Israel, and those armies are going to be destroyed. Um, Some believe, like Dr. John Wovold, that those seals are an overview of what's going to take place in the tribulation period. But there's a couple major wars that are spoken of, um, that are in the last days. One is Ezekiel 38 and 39. There is a debate, and, and I'm kind of answering this because somebody sent in a text yesterday, when is the war of Ezekiel 38 going to happen? Is it going to happen before the rapture, after the rapture? There's debate on that, discussion on that. We do know that uh, it's a, it's going to take place in the latter days. It has not happened, and that this massive army is going to come into Israel. What is very fascinating, uh, Brian, is that there's stage-setting events that are taking place that point to that Russia, Iran, Turkey uh, have a strong alliance, and they're going to come into Israel to take the spoils. What are the spoils? Well, there's a, a number of thoughts, but God will intervene. And so, the you know, the alliances are there. Some believe right. that that may take place before the tribulation period for various reasons. Um, some say that it will take place before the tribulation period because we know that in um, the middle of the tribulation period, Revelation chapter 11, um, 12, the Antichrist, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, is going to go into the rebuilt temple in Jerusalem and proclaim himself as God, to be worshipped as God. He's going to command the world to worship him. And anyone uh-huh. who does not take the mark of the beast will then be persecuted. They won't be able to buy or sell. So he's going to claim himself as God. That will lead to the Battle of Armageddon. We do know that that's going to take place in the Valley of Jezreel, northern Israel, the last world war right prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. And during that war, Jesus Christ is going to come back. We're going to come back with him, and Uh then he will establish his kingdom. When he establishes his kingdom, Revelation chapter 20 speaks about how Satan's going to lead a rebellion. And he's going to lead a rebellion at the end of the millennium reign, and and the Lord will squash that immediately. And then, um, you know, after the millennium reign is the new heaven, new earth, and the new Jerusalem. So there's a lot going on during the tribulation period. But the wars, uh, Ezekiel 38, that's one of the major wars that is still future, um, and then the battle Armageddon that will take place at the end of the tribulation period. 
I see. Very good. That's there's a lot there to to think about and to work through. But I appreciate yeah, they, you uh, taking my call and and uh, answering my question. Yeah, keep studying it. Keep listening. You're listening to some of the best Bible teachers I think that there are out there. Joe Foch, excellent, right. excellent teacher. I love him. Um, yes. Chuck Smith. Um, and you're going to learn and you're going to grow and, and it's exciting and it's exciting to know, you know, that the, the Lord has given us his word. So we, yes. we know what the last days are like. And what is unfortunate is that a lot of churches are ignoring it and a lot yes. of churches won't even talk about it. So you're asking good questions and, um, right. and we can read it. And the thing about it is, is we have such a glorious future. It's scary for those who don't know Christ. You know, they hear yeah. about it. But for us, you know, the Lord's going to come for us. W- will we see Ezekiel 38? I don't know. You know, uh, it's right. a signless event that will take place. Uh, and when is it going to take place? I have my own opinions, but I'm as wrong right. as anybody else. And um, so we're not real clear the exact placement of it. I personally, this is an opinion that it very well could take place before the tribulation period. And I personally believe that the rapture of the church may take place before Ezekiel 38, because, you know, uh-huh. Jesus, when he talked about his, you know, coming for us, there seems right. to be some kind of normality that's going on. He said, when you're least expected, um, you do not know the day. So again, you know, we're to be watching and trusting. Uh, we don't right. know the day or the hour. And that's the thing that we need to remember and uh, so keep your exactly. eyes on it, keep studying, and you're going to be sure. tremendously blessed. So, all right? Very good. Yes, thank you for taking the time, and appreciate you guys out there in Colorado. All right, thank you. Appreciate it, Brian. God bless you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, the text line, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Kelly in Maryland. Kelly? Hi. Hi, Thank you for holding. Yeah, I appreciate you holding. Absolutely. We got got a couple minutes before break, so we're going to go into our discussion. We may get interrupted uh, and then come on the other side of the break, but I want to get it started with you because you've been holding, and I appreciate you calling, and you have a question? Yes, yes, and I appreciate you and what you do. Um, yeah, Thank so, you. um, yeah, so my question is, uh, dealing with prophecy. Um, I know that, that there are many gifts, um, but the gift of prophecy in particular and your, your, your thoughts based on scripture, um, as it relates to, um, prophetic ministries that they have out here, um, and, uh, someone who, uh, is a leader of a church who also says that he's a prophet and uh, basically gives like personal prophetic word, uh, cast out demons. um, And, and, and uh, yeah, I just wanted to know like your, your take on that. And if that particular uh, gift is something that has ceased or perhaps is still uh in operation uh, today yeah yeah and you know you're asking good questions because 
there's one side of the camp that says that the sign gifts are have are not around. They're they're um, you know uh, not in use anymore. And then there are others that claim to use these gifts. And I think a good reading for you is to read First Corinthians chapter twelve, thirteen, and fourteen, where Paul talks about the spiritual gifts. There's other. Uh, passages that talk about the spiritual gifts, Romans chapter 12, Ephesians chapter 4, First uh, Peter talks about very briefly spiritual gifts. But I believe in the validity of the gifts, first of all. I believe that they're for us today. That includes the gift of prophecy. That includes the gift of uh, tongues, the interpretation of tongues. Those gifts are still available for today. But you hear the break, okay, Kelly? Yeah. So we, we yeah. get on the other side of the break, I'm going to kind of talk about the gift of prophecy um, and what to watch out for and, and what is the okay. definition of prophecy. So we're going to be right back. We're at one okay. of those open lines, 303-690-3000. And we'll be back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Well, you just heard those two numbers where you can be a part of the show. We got plenty of time in the show. I uh, got a couple open lines that I see, so 303-690-3000. Give me a call. Love to talk to you. Has some very good questions. And uh, we're going to go to back to the phone lines in just a second. But I uh, just want to remind you that here in northern Colorado, we're going through the book of Philippians, a book of joy on Sunday mornings, 8, 930 and 11 o'clock is our uh, service times on Sunday. I got children's ministry. We got uh, incredible children's ministry. So many that work hard in ministering to your kids. And I really want to encourage you to get your kids involved in a good children's ministry uh, at a church. Uh, it's so important that we're ministering to our kids, especially in the day in which we're in. we got middle schoolers, high schoolers. we got a number of things that take place all week long during um, uh, the week here at Calvary Chapel. So check us out, calvarychapelgreeley.org. You can also, more people are listening online from all over uh, the country, so you can listen to us on uh, Facebook Live, on our website as we live stream, uh, on Sunday morning, Calvary Chapel Greeley, G-R-E-E-L-E-Y dot org, O-R-G, and listen to the services. And you can also download our app, free app, and um, just uh, be able to um, listen as well and stay connected to it. So want to just pass that along. Those of you in Northern Colorado, come see us. and love to serve you and your family. We're going to go back to Kelly in Maryland. Kelly? Kelly, you still there? I am. Thank you. So as you read about, Kelly, if you just joining yeah. us, I was asking about spiritual gifts and the gifts of prophecy. Uh, are they still in use today? I, I believe in the validity of the gifts of the Spirit. And as you read about prophecy, uh, particularly in chapter 14 of First Corinthians, it's going to give you some guidelines because Paul begins to talk about the gift of prophecy, and he talks about the gift of tongues in the corporate setting. And you were describing about the ministries out there that somebody who claims to be a prophet, uh, and here's prophecy, that he who prophesies, 1 Corinthians 14 says, 
prophesies and speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to man. And as prophecy goes forth, there's two aspects of prophecy. One is is foretelling God's word. Um, Paul, in this chapter, speaks a lot about uh, the understanding of the word of God. He also speaks about the leadership of the, of the church is to judge that prophecy. And there is a foretelling aspect of prophecy as well. And we know from the scriptures that prophecy, anyone who is predicting, anybody who's given a prophecy about a certain person, like the one that you, you said that you watch, he gives personal prophecies about somebody, they have to be 100% correct, not 90% correct, not 80% correct. And if they are wrong, either they made a mistake or God made a mistake. Now, who do you think made a mistake when a prophecy doesn't come to pass? It isn't God. Right. It's the person. Yeah. So they would be tagged as a false prophet. And the reason is that you um, need to, Kelly, you need to judge that because there's a lot of guys out there that are just very quick to thus save the Lord. This is what's going to happen this is a prophecy concerning, you know, this individual. We see it with the, um, we saw it years ago, back in the 90s, when I first got into yeah. ministry. There was the Kingdom Now theology. And there it's now it is what's called the New Apostolic Reformation. There's nothing new about it, where super prophets and apostles are going to raise up. They're going to speak prophecy. They're going to move out in great power. There's going to be mass healings and all of this. There's nothing new about that. Uh, it's just the Kingdom Now theology repackaged, um, manifested sons of God uh, theology that came out as well uh, when I 30 years ago. But if he's there and he's casting out demons out of Christians, Christians can't be demon-possessed. Um, that is a false doctrine. And uh, it's interesting because I've gotten a number of calls of people asking about deliverance services and people, you know, that are there uh, casting demons out of Christians. There's nothing in the Bible that tells us that a Christian can be demon-possessed. And listen, a container is either lit or it's dark, but a person who is saved has the Holy Spirit of God in them, and a demon can't possess that person. Now, a demon may come against us, lies to us, deceives us, throws the fiery darts at us, will try to oppress us, is the accuser of the brethren, but he cannot possess a Christian because we have the Holy Spirit of God in us. So these deliverance services were, I've even seen it to where they've said, well, here's a list of demons, the demon of gluttony, the demon of lust, the demon of you know, this, and the demon of gluttony throws up when it's cast out. The demon of lust screams. The demon of this does this. It's all made up. It's not scriptural. So you want to test the spirits, as John says in his epistle, to see if these things are true, to see if these things are truly of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So there are true prophets that are are foretelling the word of God, that are speaking the word of God, that are speaking uh, edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. I believe there are those who give prophetic utterance. 
But there are many false prophets as well, and Jesus said that would be a sign of the time. And the way that you tell that is you got to test the Spirit. you got to test it ultimately through the Word of God. And if they say something in a predictive manner that does not come to pass, they're a false prophet. And and we've seen well-known names that have uttered prophecy, and they were completely wrong, completely off-base, unbiblical, and it's not true. And and we need to call it for what it is, um, because it's deceiving people. And um, And that's why I always emphasize to our congregation, I emphasize that, listen, you've got to know the Word of God, because if you don't know the Word of God, you're going to be deceived. We don't test it through miracles. You know, some people say, well, you know, there's miracles and all this going on. Here's the thing. We test it through the Word of God. We don't test it through emotions, and we don't test it even through signs, because Jesus said that there will be false prophets on the scene with lying signs and wonders, working miracles. And we know that Satan can work miracles. We see it in the Scriptures, all the way from Pharaoh in the book of Exodus, that had his magicians that turned their staffs into snakes, and they were able to turn water into blood, and they were able to call up frogs. So we always test it through the Word of God is what we're to do. Does that help, Kelly? Um, It does. You said a mouthful, and it was very helpful. (laughs) Thank you so much. But um, So just a few um, thoughts. Um, You mentioned that... uh, one can't cast demons from Christians, you know, who already have the Holy Spirit. It's nothing scriptural that would back that up. However, what if this person is casting demons from, I mean, I mean, obviously this, these people would not be Christian. So. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's, that's what you're saying has truth to it because I do believe that, that demon possession is very, very real. We see it in the right. scriptures. And, and right. we see it there. And so, but what I've seen in what, in some of these deliverances, you know, these, they're a Christian and they, what they do is I'm a Christian and I'm struggling with lust or all this because I have the demon of lust and all that. And it's just ridiculous. So yeah, mm-hmm. those who are unbelievers, okay. I believe that there is demon possession that, and I think it's more, more around than we think or what we know. Um, okay. and is very, very real. And so, um, that is scriptural that is there, but just pay attention to what's being said, pay attention to, you know, the message that is there, you know, if he's given prophecies on certain individuals, laying hands on them. And I prophesy this, you know, I, the Tom Stipes who went home to be with the Lord, um, he was one of the first Calvary chapels. He was the first Calvary chapel out here in Colorado. Uh, he was, very much involved in the Jesus movement, um, and just mm-hmm. just a, a incredible man uh, of God. But he wrote a book uh, along with Hank Hanegraaff, the Counterfeit Revival. He wrote the forward to it, and he spoke about how his church there were those who were coming in, and they would speak prophecy to certain people, saying, "You're going to be a great musician, you're going to be a powerful preacher, and all this." And it didn't come to pass, and it left people just devastated. And and how, you know, it just really kind of began to, this is years ago, 30 years ago, take over his church in the 90s when this whole movement of manifested sons of God and, and kingdom now right. theology. 
And we see it a lot today in the new apostolic reformation. And people will say, well, wonderful things are happening and great things are happening, but you know, the experience does not trump the word of God. And so you see things like, you know, grave soaking, you know, that Bethel does, you know, tunnel, joy tunnels, run through the tunnel and you'll get joy. Well, joy comes from looking to the Lord, trusting in the Lord, not Mm. running through a tunnel, just ridiculous things like that. So, you know, I'm not afraid to say, listen, test the spirits to see if they are of God, because that's a command. Well, the thing with, right, and the thing with test the spirits, and it is a command, uh, but, you know, like you said, through time you'll see, but this is a scenario where there are, like, the person is picking people out of the crowd or out of the congregation and saying things like, I see, I feel, I see, you know, this. So I think you have, do you have kids? I think you have a boy. Do you have a girl? Do you have a boy? I think you have three kids. Or even saying, or even saying, um, I I see that God is gonna. Um, I'm gonna add. I am gonna add years to your life uh, because yeah, no, God said, no, yeah. Yeah. Nobody like nobody can do that. Add you know. Because I, I've God seen, said it. He hears the voice because God told him that yeah, that person yeah. will have an extended life. Be careful. Be careful of the yeah, circus mentality. You. Really do. Yeah. You know, yeah, in the you know you. the Benny Benny hens and all of that that. You yeah. know, and listen, that's the thing. Listen to their message. And, um, yeah. you know, I could I could give a crowd, get everybody worked up. And God said, yeah, you know, you're going to do this. And, and, and it's like, OK, over time, did that really happen? You know, can we can't add. Right. God has fashioned our days. You know, he mm-hmm. holds every breath we take. So right there, there is a problem in that. And um, mm-hmm. so be, just be very careful of those things, of the faith you. movement and prosperity and all that. So, okay? Right. Yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you, you for God calling. Bless you. God bless you. Thanks, Kelly. You bet. Absolutely. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Be careful, folks. Test the spirits because there's a lot of weirdness that is out there. And, um, you know, there's, uh, you know, those who claim to be prophets, those who claim to you know, heal and all these things. I believe God heals today. I really do. I I believe that prophecy is a gift, but we're to test the spirits and be wise. And somebody saying, I add years to your life. We can't do that. Only God can do that. And he's the one that fashions our days. And and, um, there's just a lot of stuff out there that you need to be careful of. And study the word of God. As I tell my congregation, if you do not study the word of God, you will be deceived. And um, you will be deceived by those of the faith movement, those of the prosperity movement, the prosperity gospel, which is not the gospel. So be wise in the days in which we're living in. Um, let's go to, hey, we got a couple open lines. So give me a call, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Anthony in Florida. Hi, Anthony. Yes, I'm here. Hi, you're on Calvary Live. Yes, um, I have a quick question. Suppose somebody married to somebody, and like a gentleman married to a lady, and you know they never have, they never split together, no time at all, and the divorce after that. Is that marriage can considered as a legit marriage? Okay, I didn't quite get you. So, can you go ahead and repeat that again? Yes. Yeah, suppose somebody. 
like a, a gentleman mutually, but they didn't sleep together any at all, and they get a divorce after that. Is that marriage continue, uh, considered legit? Well, if somebody's married and they get divorced, right. then they end up getting divorced. They're not married no, but, any longer. Yeah, but what I'm saying is they're married, but they didn't, they didn't sleep together before the divorce. They didn't? No, they didn't sleep none at all together. Well, they're still married, you know. But, and, but, and they divorced after though. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not quite sure where you're getting and I apologize okay. for that. Yeah. But you know, when you're married, what, you're married and you're to I'm give saying, yourself uh, to each other when is the, is the person married to the person and they don't sleep any time together like consummate the marriage. Yeah. And they divorce after. What do you think about that? Well, if if they get divorced then they if they end up having intimacy, then that's a sin. I don't know if that's what you're asking because they are divorced. And yeah, and so that is, you know, um something that I think the Bible's very clear on. And so it is here's the thing that that intimacy um is to be defined within the marriage, the marriage covenant. And that's the way God intended it. And it's not to be before marriage or after marriage or a divorce or anything like that. And so, and I want to say that because there, there may be some who are saying, well, I'm divorced. I can go ahead and do that. He, he or she was my husband. No, God has reserved that for the marriage covenant when we are married. And anything outside of that is called fornication. Um, and then, um, you know, in the Bible, very clear that that's, that's a sin. Is that what you're looking for? No, what I'm looking for is, if two person marriage and they don't sleep together any at all during the marriage, if that marriage is con- considered legit. Well, you're asking about, yeah, when they get married, yeah. the, they're, they're married in God's eyes. Once they make the covenant and exchange vows, and yeah. as the, they exchange vows and they exchange rings and they promise before God and witnesses to be married yeah. as long as they both shall live, yeah then, yeah, then they're married. Now, God's intention is that they consummate the marriage. Um, oh. And so I, I've never had an example of that of anybody yeah. doing that, but they are to consummate the marriage. That's part of it. That's a gift God gave to a married couple to be able to enjoy that and to be yeah. able to have children. And Hebrews says the, the wedding, um, you know, the, the wedding bed, the marriage bed, undefiled. So that consummation, he does say in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 that it, it, there should be a separation. Uh, if there is a separation, it's only for a short time given to each other physically. That's the only case where really the Bible says there shouldn't be consummation. But Paul says, yeah, that you, you know, your body's not your own. And, and um, you know, in case that there is a temporary separation, not from each other, but from intimacy, then make sure that you're seeking the Lord in that. So that's what the Bible has to say in uh, consummating that marriage is we see in the Old Testament something that was very important and um, and it's something that's a gift to the Lord. So hopefully that asks, so sorry I didn't quite understand where you're going with all that, but but Anthony, I appreciate you calling, and we're going to move on. We got all open lines, I believe. 
303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line 720-336-0897. And we're going to go to the text line. And uh, there's a prayer for Dr. Charles Stanley Family and Touch Ministry as his passing this morning. I didn't know that, that Charles Stanley uh, had passed away. I hadn't heard that news. A great teacher, I think. Uh, just a wonderful, faithful teacher. I know that um, he passed the church on, so he will be surely missed. You know, I think about um, great, great Bible teachers that uh, have gone home to be with the Lord, Pastor Chuck Smith um, and Charles Stanley, certainly in touch ministries. Many of you, perhaps that are listening, have watched uh, the program. We'll, I'm sure they will continue to run. Uh, I, I know that I've read his devotions. Um, just a really solid, great Bible teacher. He will surely be missed, uh, but he's with the Lord and, and ministered for many years. I think pastored uh, there um, in Georgia, I believe it was, uh, for 50 years, and uh, just a great man of God. So surely he will be missed, and we'll be praying. So, Lord, we do pray for his family, and um, and we pray for all those that he ministered to that are going to miss him. We thank you for the time that he was here. Thank you for his ministry. We thank you for his dedication to the Word of God and how he touched thousands upon thousands of lives. And and he will continue uh, even as uh, those broadcasts are, are going forth. And we just pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You know, one of the things is, you know, make sure, and, and sometimes I know I'm being redundant, but think about what Paul would write to the Philippians. He said, for me to write the same things to you is not tedious. And Peter would say, I will not be negligent to remind you of these things, though you be established in them. And, and to remind you, make sure that you get under a good Bible teaching church, um, because uh, it, it's imperative in the day in which we're living in. And it's the way to grow in faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. And that's really an uh, emphasis of, of me to, to you. Um, make sure that you are going to a church where the congregation and the pastors, um, you know, are there dedicated to the teaching of the Word of God. And, um, and I just pray that you would um, really make that a priority um, and that you would seek that out to grow in the Word of God, especially in the day in which we are in. So, hey, let's go to to Eric in Colorado. Hey, Eric. Uh, Eric. Hey. Yes. hey, you're on Calvary Live. Hello. Uh, so, yes, yes I, had a, I had a question about, uh, is it bad to ha- have permanent uh, birth control? Well, you said permanent bath, bath, birth control, and... Um, so I'm assuming, you know, that in, it, it includes something that's of surgery or something. Here's the thing. As you're praying about it, the, the Bible says that having children is a blessing. The Bible, you know, speaks about the sanctity of life and all that. So some people have very, very strong uh, thoughts on any kind of birth control. But here's the thing that you are to do. You are to pray about it with your spouse. You are to seek the Lord on it, um, and then any questions that you have, go to your doctor and ask those questions. Ask those questions about, you know, how does this work, of any kind of birth control, anybody out there, and and search the Scriptures and search the Lord on that. Um, and there's a lot of good information, 
But I personally try to encourage people, go talk to your doctor. Write the questions down that you may have concern, um, that, you know, line it up with the Word of God, seek the Lord, and let Him guide you and direct you in this personal decision uh, that you make. You can watch probably a lot of different um, YouTubes and things like that of people who have very, very strong opinions on these things. But look to the Scriptures, seek the Lord on it, and um, and realize that something permanent, uh, it, it, as you use that word, that it is permanent. And, um, and if that's something that the Lord uh, would go in that direction, there's different reasons why people do that. Um, and so... Uh, ask your doctor, talk to your doctor, make sure that you're getting um, direction from the Lord and from the Word of God as you make these decisions. Okay. okay. Yeah, Sounds really good. do. Thank you, Pastor Doug. Yeah, and, and, and the Lord will guide you in those things. So, hey, thank you, Eric. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you, Pastor. You bet, Absolutely coming to the end of the show we've had a good show i know that i think that uh, perhaps that uh we're off air up here in northern colorado 89.7 but uh just the audience calls from the east and florida the south so grateful for you guys um we really want to be here on calvary live to be a blessing to you and uh i just want to encourage you a couple things as we're closing uh we've been talking about spring um, and uh, next month there's going to be graduations going on. People are going to really start traveling. And if you come out here to Colorado, come by and see us. Uh, we're right there, um, 45 miles from Estes Park at Rocky Mountain National Park. We'd love to see you come by and let us know that you're listening to us. Uh, be sure to go by Calvary Church in Aurora uh, where Grace FM originates. Encourage them. Tell them that you're blessed by Calvary Live and as Pastor Ed is on the radio, I know, and in different places across the country. Uh, we'd love to see you. love to be able to minister to you. But be sure as, you know, we get into a busy time of the year, we get outside uh, as we uh, head out, you know, on vacations, be sure to take the Lord with you, and um, and you'll have a better vacation. And those of you in Grace FM, as you go up in the mountains, um, Grace FM in Northern Colorado, you can get it uh, in parts of Rocky Mountain National Park. You can get it as you go to Red Feathers. You can get Grace FM as you go to the Snowies in Wyoming. And uh, be blessed by that. And be sure to, to um, you know, continue to read your Bibles and continue to. This is a time of the year where you can get outside and take a walk in the early morning. Um, I love this time of year. Uh, and really spend some time with the Lord in the quietness of the day. Um, summer is a time of warmth. Summer is a time of growth. Uh, it's a time of uh, being refreshed. You know, the trees here are going to start, uh, you know, leafing out and flowers coming up. And I got tulips that are coming up. Grass is turning green. And I pray that that takes place for you spiritually. But the key is stay close to him and keep your focus on him and live for him. That's how we started out the show. And um, don't just get distracted by all the things around us. We all got cares of life. We all have responsibilities. We all have things that we have to do. But for me, uh, every day, just begin with the Lord and read your Bible and seek him and let him direct you in, in decisions that need to be made. 
uh, in your life uh, as it comes to your family, as it comes to your marriage, as it comes to your kids. Um, seek the Lord, and he desires to guide you and direct you in every way. And then be in fellowship uh, and um, be with the brethren. I, I want to encourage you in that as well, being in the Word, being in fellowship. You know, Jesus uh, would talk about her in um, to be men and women of prayer and faint not. Men ought to pray always. And we become weary. And as Paul's talking about in the book of Galatians, don't grow weary in doing good. We can grow weary when we're not in the Word, when we're not praying. We grow weary when we're not with the brethren because there's there's counsel, there's comfort, there's edification, there's building up as we're with one another. So I know that you know this, but I just want to remind you, especially as we're going to be heading in to the summer seasons here pretty soon and getting out and enjoying it, um, and uh, just want to be able to uh, to be here with you uh, as we continue on to bless you and answer your questions on Calvary Live. It's such a privilege to be able to do that. Uh, I'm grateful to be a small part of your life and what God is doing and uh, very much appreciate your calls and everything and um, that, you know, you can do well in the things of the Lord. That's really my desire is to see people be healthy in the Lord, uh, be grounded in the Word of God, uh, be encouraged in the things of the Lord, be prayed for, uh, and we all get a chance to do that as we get a chance to be a light in this dark, dark world that is out there. People need you. They need to see the reality of Jesus Christ that is coming from you. So you hear the music. Had a great show. Thank you, everybody. I, I appreciate you calling in, and I appreciate your prayers. And God bless you, and looking forward to the next time that I'm with you. Have a great evening. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.